Huddling Up with Upper Cumberland coaches and players. The Upperman Bees open the playoffs with the pounding of the Pounders. White County gets their first playoff win in school history, while Cookville can't slow down Blackman as their season comes to an end. From UCSportsNation.com, this is the High School Playbook. The Upper Cumberland place to talk prep sports. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Quality products, a high level of workmanship. Mountain Barn Builders, storage buildings, animal shelters, gazebos. Visit Highway 127 between Jamestown and Clark Range. The TSSAA state playoffs are underway. Good morning from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville. Tom Duggan for the high school playbook as we take a look at scores from week one of the playoffs, coach interviews, and much more as we get into the second season of high school football. Everybody kind of reset back at zero and zero. Some big games involving Upper Cumberland teams on Friday night. Let's hit the scoreboard first of all. Clay County, a 49-0 win over Sale Creek in round one of the Class 1A playoffs as Clay County will host Whitwell in the second round next Friday night. Clay County improves to 10-1 overall on the season. York Institute built up a 47-0 lead at the half. They blow out Cumberland Gap 60-8. York improves to 7-4 as they will host South Green next week in round two of the Class 2A state playoffs. We'll talk to Coach Derwin Wright coming up later in the program, as well as Clay County head football coach Bruce Lamb coming at the bottom of the hour. Monterey gets 162 yards rushing from Mason Bowman, 219 yards passing from Matthew Montgomery, a couple of touchdowns from each as they route Happy Valley 40-6. Monterey will travel up to East Tennessee to play Hampton next Friday night. Hampton eliminated Monterey from the playoffs a year ago, 21-0 in the first round. Over Class 4A, it was Upperman 34, Chattanooga Central 7. The Upperman defense allowing only 81 total yards, forced four turnovers in the game. Terrence Dedman, 114 yards rushing and a touchdown. Jonathan Rushing, both a rush touchdown and a passing touchdown in the victory. Stone Memorial over Hickson, 37-0 the final score as Stone Memorial gets their first playoff win since 2015. They will host Red Bank next Friday night. East Hamilton over to Cab County, 21-14. Colby Barnes runs the ball 55 times, 312 yards, and a touchdown to Cab County falls short. Their quarterback, Jordan Parker, played with an injured throwing elbow in the game. White County gets their first playoff win in program history as Malachi Dow and Trip Pinion combined for all seven of their touchdowns in a 49-30 win over Franklin County. White County next will go to Nolansville. We'll talk to Coach Mark Frazier coming up later on in the program. And Blackman over Cookville, 49-20. Mace Thompson, 151 yards passing and a rushing touchdown in the loss for Cookville. Their season comes to an end at 3-8. and eight. We'll talk to Coach Taylor Hennigan via telephone coming up later in the program. Right now, though, Let's turn back to those Upperman Bees and a uh, just a command performance last night in a 34-7 victory over Chattanooga Central. Coach Adam Kane, the head coach of the Bees, joining us live here at Chick-fil-A. Coach, I want to get to that defense first because it just seemed like a swarming effort, forcing four turnovers and uh, 81 yards of total offense. And I believe you held uh, Chattanooga Central to like eight or nine yards rushing. What about the defensive performance? Yeah, it, it was uh, it was awesome. Um, you know, first off, I'd like to I'd like to say 
you know, that we, we had a great deal of respect for them, especially some of their skilled players come into the, into the ball game. So uh, I wasn't expecting that, that sort of deal. I knew my kids were locked in. I knew they would play hard, but we were um, – they got some really talented players. And uh, so to, to see us kind of get to another level on the defensive side um, was, was pretty impressive. I think it was – important just like it is every week to try to make make the other make the opponent one dimensional mm-hmm. um you know i think they they were a, you know right at 50-50 run pass you know pretty balanced football team um you know with our with our scouting we we had them right at 50-50 run pass so you know that that alone makes you a little nervous as a deep as a defensive coach um because it keeps you off balance, but I think pretty early on we we uh, we kind of proved that we were going to be pretty tough against the run, and and they abandoned it pretty quick, and uh, and then Clayton Harris kind of took over from there. You know, he uh, he was in the backfield all night long. Uh, you know, we did a good job. You, sometimes when you get pressure from one side, you know, an athletic quarterback can can make you pay by flushing out the other way, but our other guy. Uh, Diego Lopez did a good job of keeping him bottled up, and then you know our guys in the secondary who who've played really well all year, um, you know they they held their their end up their end of the bargain up in the in the back end, and you know we were able to force some turnovers. The early one, I think, uh, you know the on the first drive, Cam Bush's interception, you know, was pretty big for us. Because you, you, you get into these playoff games, they're, they're you know, they're, there's pressure, yeah. and uh, you know, you, you can kind of see who's used to it and who's not. And uh, a lot of our guys have played a lot of playoff ball, um, you know, uh, and, and, and so when we got that early turnover, I felt pretty good. And uh, but it was an outstanding performance all night long. Terrence Deadman is is really just. Yeah, you know, coming on really strong on both sides of the ball, but he had a good defensive performance. So it's pretty. Those numbers are pretty impressive, and it, and it felt even more impressive watching it. When you watch their quarterback, Ronnie Watson, on film, a dual threat quarterback, you've seen your share of those, I know, already yeah. this year. But a sophomore, a kid that had 11 touchdowns passing, 11 interceptions coming in. Did you feel like getting some pressure on him would maybe force him into some mistakes on defense? That's a that's a good question. Um, you know, on film, he he was just kind of a big play waiting to happen. Um, you know, through the air with his legs. You know, we, the scouting we had done on him, we we kind of felt like, you know, he was going to try to get the ball downfield through the air. And and whenever you know they had a money down or you know a big third or fourth down conversion to make. They were going to give him a design run, and so we knew he was kind of focal point of their offense. Um, excuse me. When you have a an explosive dual threat kid like that that can make you pay with his legs, um, you know it, 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 it's a little nerve wracking, and you, and you kind of uh, uh, go back and forth. Do we want to pressure this kid? Because if you get pressure. And he makes one guy miss. Now all of a sudden you're kind of compromised in, in, in your in your secondary, and he can turn that into you know just chunk yardage. Um, I'll be honest with you. At the beginning of the week, I was talking to my defense, and 
talking to my D-line about, you know, a, a, a concept that we have called a flat rush mm-hmm. where we really don't rush the quarterback. We just try to keep him in the pocket um, and, you know, try to make him uncomfortable staying in there because sometimes those guys that, that feel, you know, comfortable scrambling, they don't like being stuck in the pocket. Right. Um but the more we watched, uh, the more we felt like he didn't make as many, uh, you know, big splash plays when you pressured him. Uh-huh. And so I told Clayton on Tuesday, I was like, man, the more I watch this, I think we're going to turn you loose and let you go get him. And, uh, you know, we, we put an importance on the uh, everybody doing their job up front and keeping him, you know, not letting him flush. And, and i tell you what, Clayton went to work last night. Opperman head football coach Adam Kane joining us on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, uh, second half kickoff, Branson Turnbow goes 89 yards. It's a 17-7 game at, in the locker room at the half. How much did that really just fire your team up even more, give you that uh, momentum for the second half? It really fired me up. You know, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, one of the things that I, I told one, it was actually Branson's dad who, who coaches for us. I told him at half, I was like, you know, I'd feel a lot better about this if it wasn't for that pick six and uh, that, that that we threw. And it was kind of a precarious, uh, you know, precarious lead there. At least it was two scores. But, um, you know, uh, Jalyric was on that kickoff return unit and uh, Coach Johnson's our kickoff return coach. And I, I, I was standing there on the sidelines. We were about to go out and, and uh, he – he, he calls Branson over and says, go get Jalyric. He says his hip's bothering him. And and I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> you know, this kid, he's got good hands, and, and uh, I know he's got some ability, and I just hope they don't hit him real hard and he fumbles. <laughs> um, and he went back there and caught that thing and made one move, and he was gone. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's got really good speed. He's done a great job in our secondary this year. Uh, I've been kind of waiting to see him kind of turn the switch on in terms of being an offensive playmaker. Uh, that was awesome. I, and it really, you know, it, it turned it into a, you know, a now we can kind of breathe a little bit sort of margin. Um, he's a great kid, and, and what a what a outstanding play he made on that kickoff return. Upperman, a 34-7 win over Chattanooga Central on Friday night, round one of the playoffs. Coach, you get set for round two. Now you hit the road to go down to East Hamilton, a 21-14 win over DeKalb County. And I know you're still in the early stages of looking at them, but uh, what do you expect from that East Hamilton team? Yeah, um, you know, we, we saw a little bit of them against uh, in our scouting of Central. Um, you know, just a, just a solid quality team looks like they got a real uh, a stud that they've moved from running back to quarterback that does most of their offensive work everybody's talked to me about uh you know they got some d1 style guys at receiver and so um you know obviously a really good team if they won that region down there they're, they're you know we we realize they're a quality opponent um they do things a little differently. I, th- I think schematically it's going to be a, a, a little bit of a change for us. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime you 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 know anytime you get out of your region and and you get out of the teams you normally play, that that's kind of the deal. Um, 
but they do some some stuff that we're going to have to get used to in practice and and um you know it's a it's a two-hour bus ride um we're used to doing that Mm -hmm. but um nonetheless that's still something you got to manage in, in the whole deal but um you know, we, we understand everybody and everybody's this left plan is, is going to be a quality opponent. And, uh, you know, we just got to we got to get to Friday right. and, and and go out there and try to keep playing our best football. Coach, congrats on the big win last night. Good luck moving forward with the Upperman Bees. Thank you. Appreciate it. Coach Adam Kane, our guest on the High School Playbook. When we come back, we'll talk some White County football with head coach Mark Frazier. This is the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Where the coaches hold their pre- and post-game meetings. The Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook. White County Warriors get a big victory over Franklin County, 49-30 on Friday night as Malachi Dowell and Trip Pinion combined for all seven of the Warrior touchdowns, White County 9-2 on the season. Head coach Mark Frazier joining us on the High School Playbook, delivered by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, first ever playoff win in White County program history. What was the mood in the locker room after the first ever playoff win? Well, you know, as you expect, there's a lot of excitement. The kids are very proud. You know, the the turnout, the the community that was there last night was really impressive. You know, just a, just a fun high school experience. It's a memory that these kids will never forget. I mean, you know, and the coaches as well. So it was it was it's really neat. You know. Um, been a long time and a lot of struggles uh, you know with the football program in the past and it's just you know good to see the kids uh see that um you know that taste that victory in the in the town behind you the whole way so it was it was a really really neat neat uh experience after the game and um you know for all the parents and the kids so you know excited and and uh you know hopefully we can get them refocused and keep the train rolling but it's good to get that monkey off your back I'll get get back to the game here in just a moment, but I want to kind of piggyback on that. It wasn't so long ago that White County had stepped out of region play, just trying to restart the program. And here, just a short amount of time, Coach, you're in the playoffs. You've, you've got a great football team this year. What have you seen with that growth in terms of all the community support and everything surrounding the program? How much has changed in a short amount of time? Well, I mean, you know, obviously it was a, it was a rough, you know, in a rough state there, you know, four years ago and when we got going, nobody's fault. You know, I, I say that to make sure, you know, prior coaches, some things just weren't, um, you know, they didn't have all the material that maybe some of the other coaches had. So I was, you know, lucky that we were out of region play when I took the job. We were already in the non-region schedule I, and, and that helped to win a, a few games to maybe get that uh, taste of victory in your mouth and then you know, the bottom line is the kids are, are good players. So, you know, you, you hang around and you got uh, a senior class that's got 20-some-odd kids and they can play football. So um, I, I think the town has got behind them as they saw the growth, the improvement, and, and uh, the players, and, you know, they believe in themselves. And they have, you know, some of these guys that are seniors, you know, one when they were in eighth grade and ninth grade. So it was not as hard to get them to believe in themselves as some might think um, um, you know, the biggest thing for me is the work that these kids put in. The effort in the weight room is really it. If you told me there's one thing, these guys, I told them we're never going to be the fastest, most athletic team out there, but we can be the strongest, and, and that's that's what they've done. They're a physical, physical group, and uh, I think that showed last night, you know, a different style play than most people have. So it was fun to watch that come to fruition. 
49-30, the win over Franklin County. Coach, did you feel like that Franklin County team was quite dangerous coming into that playoff game? Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, they had speed all over the place. Um, it's a very, very good team, both sides of the football. You know, they were in a battle with Nolansville the week before. I think that might have wore on them a little bit. They, they had a really tough game, you know, the week before coming in to see us. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we were – I felt like we were underdogs a little bit coming into the game. Um, but, you know, the one thing that we've had a success with this year is our, our offensive line has really weighed on people as the game has gone on, and I think that played a key factor. Um, you know, as we went along, the, you could see the wear and tear of just the grind of, a, you know, a head-banging football game. So it, it was it was good to see that, but definitely was nervous about this team. Franklin's got a really good team, really good coach, and, a uh, really good program, so we were excited to to go get that get that win last night. White County Warriors head football coach Mark Frazier joining us on the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, who were some standout players in the victory for you on Friday? Well, you know, offensively, it's the usual culprits. Uh, you know, Trip Pinion ran for two ninety one is the unofficial stats, and and maybe I, I get it confused. Either had four touchdowns, and Malachi had three i'm not sure where that went it, it was one of the other malachi they both had right at 290 yards and three or four touchdowns each so that's pretty impressive numbers i know our total was somewhere around 585 on the on the uh, uh offensive side and a lot of credit to the offensive line and i tell you what the wide receivers in our group we, we threw zero passes last night and they blocked their tails off all night long so you know that's tough to convince wide receivers who want the football as well to do that all night, but they do it and they don't complain, and uh, that's a big part of these big runs that Tripp and Malachi are making. And then defensively, one of our best games we played all year was just amazing. Uh, Asher Kelso was really a standout. He he hasn't gotten to play a ton. He made a couple of huge plays, huge hits, and um, you know played hard all across the board. Had an interception with another sophomore. Um, Darvon Richmond, and so it, it was a very, very successful night on both sides of the ball. Um, just couldn't be more proud of them. When you talk about wide receivers blocking, Coach, how hard is it to get them to buy into that, knowing it does take that to have a successful running game like you do? Well, I mean, I think that's just a testament to the type of kids we've got. You know, um, I, I they want the ball. <laughs> you know, every receiver that I've ever known wants the football, and they're always open. You've heard that many times, right? So, Absolutely. Um, but but I think they know that, you know, what we are and what our identity is. they got a lot of faith in Malachi and a lot of faith in Tripp, and I think they realize that our path to victory sometimes is, is going to have to run through them and, and that they've got to do their part and that they know they're just as important as anybody else out there doing their job blocking. So I was just, you know, just proud of them, the way they handled themselves and have handled themselves throughout the whole run. On to round two for White County. Again, a 49-30 victory in the first round of the Class 5A playoffs on Friday night. White County will travel to play undefeated Nolansville. Coming up in round two, Coach Mark Frazier, our guest on the high school playbook. Coach, congratulations. Great win. Again, first playoff win in program history. Good luck against the Nolansville Knights next Friday night. Hey, man, we appreciate it. 
The Cookville Cavaliers back in the playoffs in 2022. They're forced to go down to Murfreesboro, though, and play a high-powered Blackman offense. In fact, for the second time in three weeks, Blackman comes away with a 49-20 to victory the season over for the Cookville Cavaliers. Cookville head football coach Taylor Hennigan joining us on the high school playbook. Coach, you just saw this team, I know, a couple of weeks ago, so you're already familiar with that high-powered offense. Did you try to change some things up in last night's rematch? Yeah, we did. Uh, both sides of the um, of the game, we did. We uh, offensively got in some bigger sets and tried to, you know, eat some clock and run the football. And um, defensively, tried to get a little bit uh, more more speed, athleticism on the field to, you know, try to stop some of their screen game and do some things that you know that that we thought they were going to try to do. And uh, we we did we did change some things. You mentioned on the offensive side of the ball, getting in some bigger sets, trying to run some clock. I guess the most effective way to keep a potent offense at bay is to try to keep them off the field. Was that kind of the game plan going in? Yeah, it was a little bit. And, and you know, we knew we still had to score. So certainly uh, it wasn't just, you know, just the heavy run stuff. But, um, you know, trying to, to, to hold the ball a little bit longer, which – we did, other than the first quarter, you know, we didn't get off to a good start at all, obviously, but um, we were able to, to hold the ball for a long time in the second half and, and some of the second quarter, but unfortunately um, just didn't start the game well. Coach, still, how tough is it when you get down to a team like that that can score in a hurry and uh, you're trying to be deliberate, but you know you got to play catch-up at the same time? How tough a situation is that? Yeah, it is, you know, and, and even if, you know, just going into the game of, of just trying to make sure that we, we stay with our game plan and kind of do what we think is going to be successful. And then, you know, when it, it seems like immediately, you know, when the game starts, you're down a couple of scores, it's even, you know, even tougher. But I, I did think our offense did a good job and, and play caller did a good job of, um, you know, staying patient and, and kind of running what we, you know, what we planned and what we thought would, would work. And um, we were able to, to get some yards and, and points Mace Thompson, 16 of 33 through the air for 151, had a rushing touchdown. Brock Owen caught eight passes for 65 yards. Coach, what have you seen in terms of the biggest growth from your offense this year? What's maybe the biggest thing that you've seen improve? Yeah, I've talked about it, you know, before. I, I think just the, the the familiarity with really everybody involved. I mean, you think about Mace, um, you know, as a senior but didn't play a whole lot. Uh, maybe as much as people think before this year and um, you know his growth and returning from a season-ending injury last year and um, just the the reps that that he's gotten more comfortable with Brock and and Presley and Mason and all those guys playing receiver um, probably the biggest thing and then you know our offensive staff who really we weren't together as a staff until August so just the the continuity and, and kind of learning each other from coaches and players, um, you know, and able to establish a rhythm, you know, offensively, uh, you know, pleased with, um, you know, just just the way that those guys uh, kind of grew together and, and got comfortable with each other. Cookville head football coach Taylor Hennigan joining us on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Cookville has their season ended on Friday night down in Murfreesboro against Blackman, 49-20, to the final score. Coach, your first season, what's the learning experience been like moving into a head coach role on the high school level? Man, uh, I feel like every day, you know, just trying to, to learn, and, and hopefully I continue to do that. I don't, don't ever want to stop doing that, but 
you know, pretty much everything um, over the last year has been, you know, a first, you know, just from the head coaching stuff to, um, you know, all the travel stuff and planning. And then there's the, the actual football part of it, you know, the scheme and, and things like that. So uh, I feel like, you know, that's something that this off season will allow me to do is kind of slow down and, and get a true off season and, um, you know, we'll have our, all of our coaches here, uh, which is not something that we had, you know, till real late, uh, in the summer last year. So, um, just so many things that I did for the first time, you know, which you can't really prepare for until you go through it. So hopefully, uh, you know, that's something that I'm, I'm a little bit more comfortable doing just all the off the field stuff. How much of an advantage is it for you to have that full off season, being able to come out of a season and you're not starting late or anything like that? You can hit the ground running on the off season from day one. How much does that help you? Yeah, I think it'll help a, a whole lot. Uh, and like I said, just having our staff together and um, you know, this is something that you know I got here in January and then kind of pieced together our staff in you know February and part of March and then finally got our staff together in August, but. You know, spring practice didn't even have all of our coaches. So um, excited to have a real off season. You know, something in the weight room where we've got uh, a true off season plan, and um, you know, also just the culture part of of where we're at. I know exactly where you know each individual player is and where we're at as a whole. Which you know, obviously last year, just trying to learn and and kind of feel out where our program was um, from a mental and, and and emotional standpoint, and so. You know, excited to to have that you know opportunity to kind of build on uh, this this first year. Certainly laying the foundation and hoping for a quick turnaround for this Cookville program, but all processes take a little bit of time. Cookville with uh, some some good games this year, Coach. I know you look at it three wins, but you're very competitive in a lot of games. And uh, I I know you got to be proud of the senior class for taking on leadership roles. Uh, what about that class? Are you going to miss next year? Yeah, man, um, definitely going to miss you know, some on-field production, but most of all, just um, the buy-in and, you know, the unselfishness. We had, um, you know, we had seniors that were, you know, the best players on our team, and we had some seniors that didn't get to play uh, much at all. And and those guys that, you know, really stuck it out, that came to practice every day. And, um, you know, these, these guys, these 20 seniors and the, you know, 85 guys or whatever it is on our team, um, are the ones that stuck it out, the ones that believed in, in me and our coaches and, um, you know, believed in the turnaround process. And we had a, a lot more numbers in the spring, you know, and these are the ones that stuck it out and, and, you know, gave us a chance. So that's the thing that, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for the most is just their dedication and the way that they came to practice every day. Coach Taylor Hennigan has been our guest on the High School Playbook, head coach of the Cookville Cavaliers. Coach, wish you nothing but the best of luck moving forward and looking forward to more exciting Cookville Cavalier football in the future. Well, I appreciate it appreciate what you do for, for high school football. The Clay County Bulldogs got their playoff run off to a successful start on Friday night. We'll talk to head coach Bruce Lamb about it when we come back to the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders, covering high school sports from Jamestown to McMinnville. The Clay County Bulldogs pitched yet another shutout in their playoff opener on Friday night. Clay County 49, Sale Creek nothing as the Bulldogs improve to 10-1 overall on the season. 
Clay County head football coach Bruce Lamb joining us on the high school playbook via telephone today. Coach, what were you most pleased about in last night's win? Uh, I'm really pleased. We just come out and executed. Uh, you know, we were a little flat, um, you know, especially after the win we had the week before. But, uh, you know, that we come out a little flat, but our kids executed and did our game plan and, and got things done. Coming out a little bit flat, and last week was such an emotional game. But going into the playoffs, you know, you know what's at stake, certainly going into a playoff game. Do you feel like maybe the team looked at the record and thought, not that they could mail it in, Coach, but it was going to be a little bit easier than it was last week? Maybe. Uh, you know, our kids have played well all year and, and, and tried to look ahead, try not to look ahead, but you always do. Um, and, but, uh, you know, I was I – was, proud of those guys they, they they've come out a little flat um you know and then we just kind of refocused about the middle of the to the end of the first quarter and, and, and finished the game like we should what was the spark that kind of got this team going on friday you know i i, I, I don't know if it was uh, i guess it was the pass to john hamilton uh catching his first touchdown pass and of the year and, and uh it seemed to energize everybody. And, uh, you know, these kids are for each other. And, and when somebody does something good, especially one that had to do that all year, um, you know, they get excited about that. How does your mentality maybe change, Coach, when you're approaching a playoff game, knowing that it's, you know, one and done? I mean, if you lose, that's the end of it. How's that different than the regular season? Well, you know, uh, in the regular season, I mean, you, you said it, you, you have an, another week. Um, uh, you you get to go out and play no matter what, but this you know you don't have these opportunities very much, and uh, you know especially you the seniors you know the nine guys that we that we got we we told them you know you lose and and you're done your your career's over and uh, you know you, you need to leave it all on the field every week just to make it to the next round. Coach, some takeaways from your team that that maybe you feel like you've got to get back to practice and work on a few things before next week. Yeah, you know, just everything. Uh, you know, you want to try to get better. Everything. I still don't think we've peaked yet. Uh, I think our kids still have a lot left in them, and, and we can be better than what we have been all year. Uh, you know, we got we need to find that somewhere in the next a couple of weeks, and uh, especially this week. When Whitwell's a good football team, and uh, you know they take a long trip, and they're going to come to win a football game. Clay County with a 49 nothing victory in round one of the Class 1A playoffs on Friday night, 49 nothing over Sale Creek. Coach Bruce Lamb joining us on the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Another goose egg on that other side of the coach, uh, the scoreboard, Coach, and I know you love to see that. What is it about this defensive unit this year that just makes them so special? We don't miss a lot of tackles, uh, you know, and, and uh, I think that makes us – you know, really, really, really good. And when you can, you know, after a catch or on a run, you know, the first person that grabs hold of somebody, you know, they're going down. And, uh, and we fly to the ball. You know, you got nine, ten kids on the on the tackle every time a ball somebody touches the ball. So, you know, they take pride in in, in that, and I think that's what makes it special. You know, tackling at times seems like a lost start. You see it on about every level where you just don't wrap up and tackle anymore is that something you put a lot of emphasis on with this team uh yes sir coach dickerson our defense coordinator does a great job with these guys and you know we'll have a, a tackling session you know at, at least every once every couple of weeks uh, just to 
make sure that uh, we're doing everything fundamentally sound and, and, and you know, making sure we don't miss those tackles. You mentioned Whitwell. That will be coming in next week. Whitwell 9-2 and two after they beat Joe Burns on Friday, 38-13. to 13. Coach, I know you're well aware this is a Whitwell team. It's uh, not too far removed from a state championship. They had a couple of down years, but they seem to be back. Uh, from what you know so far, and I'm sure you've got more scouting to come, what do you know about this Whitwell team? Uh, I know they like to put it in the air quite a bit, uh, you know, and that's something we've not seen a whole lot this year. So, uh, you know, that's going to be a little different. You know, they run a four-man front, which we usually see a, a, an odd man front. So, you know, there's things that we got to work on this week and, and uh, get better at and, uh, you know, just, just do execute our game plan and, and uh, hopefully we come out with another win. How challenging is that when you see mostly run-based offenses to have somebody that comes in to like to throw it when you got to make some adjustments on defense? How difficult is that? Well, you know, you make sure you got to contain people and keep them in the pocket or, you know, get them on the run. And put, best pass defense is, is pressure, and you got to find ways to put pressure on the quarterback. And, uh, you know, and hopefully he'll throw one up and we can make a play. We, you know, we got some really good athletes in, in the backfield and, uh, you know, and do a great job of, of getting in their zones or whether they're man to man and doing a great job. I, you know, we just want to, we just want to, Try to contain them as much as we can. Great start to the postseason for the Clay County Bulldogs. Now ten and one on the year, forty nine nothing final score over Sale Creek Friday night. Coach Bruce Lamb joining the program today. Coach, congrats on a big win. Good luck coming up Friday night against Whitwell. Thank you. We appreciate it. The York Institute Dragons get a big win in round one of the state playoffs while DeKalb County suffers a setback at East Hamilton. We'll talk about it coming up as the high school playbook continues, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Bobcats to Tigers. They all get along here. Talking prep sports. The high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. The York Institute Dragons breeze through round number one of the Class 2A state playoffs on Friday night as they route Cumberland Gap 60-8. York Institute built up a 47-0 lead at the half and roll on to the easy victory. Duran Wright, the York Institute head football coach, joining us on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, what impressed you most about your team's performance? Well, I was really impressed with uh, just from the opening kickoff. Uh, number 70 for us, Michael Wall, he's sophomore. We kicked off, and I mean, he went right down the middle, and he set the tone for the game. I mean, it was one of the hardest hits I've seen in a long time. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, our kids just came out aggressive, and uh, we, uh, like you said, we put up 47 in the, in the first half, and uh, we, you know, second half, we played our twos and threes. Everybody, every kid on the team got on the field. Coach, you mentioned hard-hitting, and I think physicality's been a staple of this York Institute team this year. Is that something you've kind of preached since you came back as head coach of the Dragons? Well, I, you know, it's I always felt like uh, – and, and I remember reading the Bear Bryant quote once that, uh, you know, he said, people get, get too complicated football. The team that blocks and tackles usually wins if they, if they out block and out tackle teams. You know, when you watch, when you watch a game, I really think there's three things that decide a football game. And that's, uh, you know, the team that out hits, out hustles and out executes. And, uh, 
that's always my philosophy, you know, just to just, just go out, 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 out hustle, out hit, and out execute. Typically do that, you typically win. Coach, on the offensive side of the ball, on Friday night you get 60 points. Uh, what was your offense doing really well in the game? Well, we were uh, – uh, we ran the ball really well, uh, but also Biles' passing game was great. Uh, you know, he uh, it, it was it was everything was clicking. I mean, it was uh, you know, you times you you look and you just think, well, you know, we're not we're not doing this real well. But it seemed like you know we were we were you know every pass he he threw was right on the money, and then uh, in the running game. Uh, Offensive line was opening opening holes and the backs were hitting them and, and the timing was good. So I've seen us grow a lot this year. I wanted to mention because you talked about execution and York Institute fantastic with that mindset going into the playoffs. Did you like the, the team's mindset, Coach, and, and did that mindset come to bear last night in this big win? Well, it did, but, you know, we go back to the Gibbs game and the Clay County game, and the Gibbs game was a game that really – just just a couple of things that, that we could have done right. And then we went to Clay County and they put one on us. They just whipped our tails. And uh, our guys knew, you know, that we didn't play the way we were capable of playing. And, you know, so the the, the, next, the the last game was we were back on, you know, we'd been on the, on the road for three games and we were back home. And I said, you know, guys, there's there's a lot of teams out there that, are playing for nothing tonight, and we're playing for a chance to, to for a region championship. I said, we go back and we watch the games we won, we watch the games we lost, and we talked about what the difference was. And, uh, you know, they came out against Rockwood, and, and I think we played our best football game of the year because it was a good Rockwood team. And, uh, you know, defensively, we shut them out, and those guys were putting up some big points. And, uh, so I, I just said, you know, this is this is the time to hit your peak. This is the new season, you know, playoffs. So I, I just felt like that, you know, we uh, we played our best game, game ten, and uh, you know, moving into the playoffs. So so hopefully we can keep that rolling. York Institute head football coach Derwin Wright joining us on the high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, after a 60-8 to eight win over Cumberland Gap, but, you know, each step in the playoffs, it gets a little bit tougher. You get South Green coming in, and no stranger is that team to the York Institute Dragons. Uh, what do you prepare for in the game next week? Well, you know, our kids, that was that was the first-round game for them last year. Uh, they went up to South Green, and, and uh, South Green put a good butt-whipping on them. And, uh, you know, so our guys have just got to just, you know, know that you know, we've got to get ready for them. They're a good football team. Uh, you know, they're uh, they they went in. I think they're six and five now. They're kind of like us. They've, they've had some up and down, but uh, seem like they're playing really good football right now. So, uh, you know, we know we've got our work cut out for us. Coaches, there's one element you feel like that maybe still needs a little work moving forward. And I know you, as a coach, you're always looking to improve in every aspect of the game. But if there's one thing that really gives you some concern, what might that be? We got some errors in the kicking game. We still make mistakes. We're, we're making too many mistakes. We uh, in last night's win, an extra point. We we were uh, you know we missed two uh, bad snap, bad hold. Uh, you know you, we got to clean that up. We got to get that fixed. So uh, that's really the area that you know 
couple areas of kicking game that we just gotta we gotta do a better job on. And uh, we've had you know with, due to injuries we've we've had to bounce some guys around different spots there. So you know a, a kicker and a holder and a snapper. It's a that's something that, that there's going to be chemistry there, and they've got to work together a lot. So uh, by by injuries, we've had to move people, and we've got to get that cleaned up. York Institute head football coach Derwin Wright joining us on the High School Playbook after his team's 60-8 to win over Cumberland Gap. Dragons at 7-4 and will host South Green next Friday night. Coach, congrats on the win. Good luck next week in round two of the playoffs. Thank you. I appreciate it. A tough loss for the DeKalb County Tigers to wrap up the 2022 season. We'll talk to Tigers play-by-play voice John Pryor when the high school playbook continues, presented by Mountain Barn Builders. The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. The Upper Cumberland's high school players and coaches gather here. The 2022 high school football season ended for the DeKalb County Tigers on Friday night as they travel down to East Hamilton and fall by a final score of 21-14. to An injury earlier in the week in practice to Tigers quarterback Jordan Parker to his right-throwing elbow left DeKalb County limited on offense. They would run the ball quite a bit. In fact, Colby Barnes, 55 carries, 312 yards, and a touchdown. DeKalb County runs for 396 total yards in the loss. DeKalb County play-by-play voice, John Pryor joining the high school playbook to talk about the Tigers' 21-14 loss last night. John, I would assume that with Parker's injury, that can kind of made DeKalb County a bit more one-dimensional. Did that injury make that offense one-dimensional against East Hamilton? Well, you know, I wasn't aware until yesterday that he was hurt. I think he got hurt Thursday in practice, and he – we talked to the coaches at halftime. They said he can't throw the ball at all. He didn't attempt one pass. Uh, and so, yes, I know Coach Trapp thought going in, he, Colby would carry it about 30 times. He ended up carrying it 55 times. And other than handing it to him, Parker kept it on a couple of those read options and was able to get some good yardage. He probably, Parker probably carried it five or six times. Um, but, the only passes we tried were in desperation with just a few seconds left, and then I think we tried a reverse pass to Malachi Trap. Uh, he pat, he threw it. It was tipped, and Colby Barnes caught it. But Steve Trap trying three passes in a football game is unheard of. So yeah, and, and but the thing about it is, Tom, um, we were effective. We were moving the ball. We we yeah, we probably had close to 400 yards offense. So it's a pretty good night still running the football. And I guess, you know, looking on the other side, East Hamilton at some point realized DeKalb County is primarily going to, to run the football. Did they make those adjustments defensively and stack the box? They tried. I mean, but Barnes was picking up 10 yards on an eight-man box. Uh, it was just really impressive. And, and even more impressive, DeKalb County lost one of their best linemen in the uh, – lost one of their best linemen in the first half. But that – Offensive line for DeKalb County was just moving them out. I did think that the defense for uh, East Hamilton was better in the second half, so I'm sure at halftime they drew some things up to try to slow Barnes down. But, I mean, he, he just he was just so impressive. He, you know, never even once looked like he might lose the handle. He took a couple of huge licks. Um, but he just – he's like a Timex. He just kept on ticking. Um, but he, you know, the the – East Hamilton uh, press guy or the the PA guy said, "Well, you shake his hand and tell him he's a man." <laughs> I said, "Well, 
you better believe that. He knows it. So, John, will this be a season that Coach Trapp and the DeKalb County Tigers will look back and just realize they were so close so many times, a couple of one-point losses in key region games. In fact, every game they lost this year was eight points or less. And I know the injury to Briz Trap early in the season. Is this going to be a what-might-have-been kind of season when they reflect on it? This was a good – I think this is a good DeKalb County team. Uh, yeah, a few breaks go a different way. We could have been 8-2, and 9-1, and one, maybe even 10-0. and 0. But, you know, I think Coach Trap realizes that it's kind of like life. You just got to play the hand you're dealt. And I don't think he's going to have a lot of uh, regret looking back and saying, uh, I wish things would have worked out better. I mean, yes, you're going to lose Colby Barnes, who's a 2,000-yard rusher. I think he had over 2,000 yards. I haven't done all the math, but I'm pretty sure he did. Uh, but, you know, the team had some weaknesses, and he got the most out of them. You know, I was really impressed last night with their attitude and the fact that, you know, down a quarterback not being able to throw the ball, they didn't just curl up and die. They brought the fight to East Hamilton. But, uh, you know, I think Coach Trapp uh, has a good perspective on it all. He's proud of these boys. They tried to overcome some adversity, but uh, in the end, that just wasn't enough, for, and East Hamilton made the big plays. John Pryor is our guest on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. He's a play-by-play voice of the DeKalb County Tigers for WJLE Radio in Smithville. Colby Barnes has had a big senior season. John, what was the difference in him this year than maybe in years past? Well, I tell you what, he used to run as fast as he could right at contact, it seemed to me. And if if he, you know, he seemed to run with much more patience this year. Uh, He waited on his blocks, and uh, I think he's bigger and stronger than he was last year. And uh, he just uh, more savvy, more mature runner. Um, and I think he also, when Briz went down, he knew he was going to be counted on more. JP's just a sophomore, uh, and I knew, I think he knew that, uh, Coach Trapp needed him to run, and I think he knew he needed him to sort of look after JP out there and, and, you know, help calm him down. And I just think he really took the role and, you know, put it on his shoulders and, and said, you know, lean on me. And, you know, I'm just so impressed by Colby Barnes. Just uh, as a leader, as a ball player, he's a great kid. Uh, and uh, just, he just – the moment came to him and it wasn't bigger than him. He just showed up and put this team on his back and did a great job. John, what will DeKalb County lose and what will this team look like in 2023? Well, they lose uh, a three offensive linemen. And uh, they lose Ian Jones and Shady Rankhorn. And Chris, or uh, uh, Landon Cripps. Uh, so they got two offensive linemen coming back. Hopefully, Briz will be back. Malachi will be back. Ari White looks like the second string running back. JP's back. Uh, so, as far as wideouts, they lose Holden Trap. The linebackers, Josh May is going to be a tough loss. He plays, he's kind of like a Swiss Army knife, plays the H backs, has good hands. Johnny Skinner uh, is gone. And so, they lose some. Uh, uh, they lose some key figures, but you know, I remember the first year I did this back in '08. I was thinking, how are we gonna, how are we gonna live on when all these seniors graduate? But you know, there's there's kids behind them that are growing up and that are ready to step in, uh, and so that you know that, that's that's an important part of it is 
Coach Trapp getting his next generation to come through. But, you know, I've seen so many kids come through here, and you think, how will we ever replace them? But we always seem to figure out some way to do it. Always find a way. Like you say, there's always somebody ready to step up and uh, on to the next, so they say. DeKalb County play-by-play voice John Pryor joining us on the High School Playbook, recapping last night's 21-14 loss to East Hamilton and looking back on the 2022 season. John, thank you for the time today. Hey, Tom, thank you. Go Vols. Speaking of DeKalb County, the DeKalb County High School Fighting Tiger Marching Band will be one of only 25 top bands across the state today to perform at the 41st Annual Tennessee Division II State Marching Band Championship at Stewart's Creek High School. The Opperman Marching Band will also be part of the competition today, as uh, very well likely other schools from across the Upper Cumberland. Congratulations to our local bands, and best of luck to them in the state competition going on today. Round two of the playoffs coming up next Friday night. White County will try to overcome an undefeated 11-0 Nolansville squad. Clay County will be at home against 9-2 Whitwell. Monterey looks to avenge their first round loss of the playoffs a year ago. They'll travel up to take on 9-2 Hampton in the second round of the Class 2A playoffs next week. Opperman hits the road to take on 8-3 and three East Hamilton, winners over DeKalb County on Friday night. Stone Memorial will be hosting 9-2 and two Red Bank, who are winners over Macon County. And uh, six teams remain in action as they move on to Round 2, York Institute also at home, taking on South Green. Big thanks to our guests today, Upperman coach Adam Kane, White County coach Mark Frazier, Cookville head coach Taylor Hennigan, Bruce Lamb of the Clay County Bulldogs, Derwin Wright, head coach of the York Institute Dragons, and also John Pryor, play-by-play voice of the DeKalb County Tigers. Our studio producers, Will Hearn, and Elizabeth Fortune, our on-site producer. And for the High School Playbook, I'm Tom Duggan. The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Constructing storage buildings of all sizes for your backyard. The perfect shed, added storage from Mountain Barn Builders. Online at mountainbarnbuilders.com. Or see your building up close, Highway 127. Get the scouting report on all the week's prep action. Online now, ucsportsnation.com.